Big Ben. Big Ben, Fat Rob. <laughs> Man like <laughs> Zeke! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Hello, this is episode LIII, or 53, of the Long Supper Podcast. The NFL podcast that guarantees 99.3% entertainment. Um, I'm Adam, I'm hosting today, and I'm joined by Doug. And we also have Jan, a special guest who we're going to talk a bit of college football with. Um, I know Jan mainly from an AOB a few weeks ago. And while wittering on and moaning about hotel service in Italy, um, the following week, Dougie read out a, a message from you saying how you're on the some of the worst turbulence you'd ever experienced on a flight while listening to me moan of, during my AOB, which must have been surreal. So you're still here. So you got through it. Yeah, you, you helped me. You, uh, you got me through. Was it kind of a therapy in a positive way, or did it just make the situation even worse? Can I just say that um, Dougie has completely left out half of the story, like half of the text where I was saying, Whatever. I love your... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I love your AOBs. The, 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 the pettier, the moanier, the better. But he just he didn't. He chose just to not say that. He just thought, I'll go on about the... Uh, that was at the hotel in Italy. That was the one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it was it was quite surreal. It was um, I, I thought I thought that was it for me. I thought it was on a on a Wow Airlines flight. It was a bit bumpy. <laughs> <laughs> more bumpy. I was oh, wow. crapping myself. It was horrendous. And then uh, yeah, but I, I could still picture you, even though I don't didn't know what you looked like till now. I could still picture <laughs> you having a go because it was like ten past eight and you need to check out or something like that. Ironically, I needed to catch a flight, which was nice and smooth. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd just like to say I've just realised that my TV was still turned on so if you could hear that in the background while that story that lovely intro was going on that was it I've been watching the NHL so it's just turned itself off I don't know how but that's what's happened that will be the 0.7% of the podcast that doesn't doesn't hit straps Um, Mark's away this week Craig might be joining us for some of the pod a bit later Um, in his defence he hasn't been around much lately his head's very much been in Dominica where he has family and he's also been trying to plan a wedding. Um, if you missed it, that island's been completely flattened recently by by one of the hurricanes that have battered that region of late. So um, best wishes to him. We may speak to him later on. I hope we do. Um, now, before we get into any NFL-related business, in keeping with tradition, we have a quiz and not in keeping with tradition. It's not set by me. So, Dougie, it's over to you. You've got something for us. So, Jan, you're a uh, you're you're a Green Bay Packers fan, right? Uh, this is true. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, unfortunate. Um, well, it's the hope not yesterday. Ki- well, it's the hope that kills you, isn't it? Every year you start <laughs> off thinking this is our year again, and every year Rogers managed to lay an egg. Anyway, I've got a few questions wow. about you. There's five wow. questions here about the Green Bay Packers, as is customary now, and uh, something I think we should continue doing is. Um, as a, a podcast where guests come on, we'll ask some quizzes about, we'll ask some questions about their team. So to start you off, um, Adam, you can... What, what am I looking for here? Am I looking for like two? Right, just getting the or... answers right, mate. Standard quiz. <laughs> Always the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, multiple choice, five questions. Adam, if he gets it wrong, you can steal. So, question one. What pick did Aaron Rodgers go in his draft class was it 1st 12th 24th 
or 36? Wow. Uh, for the sake of uh, Everton, we go 24. That's a good start. You're off to a flyer. That's uh, correct for one point. Number so, two. Can I retire or not? No. <laughs> which, which t- you're a bit of a draft, Nick, and you, you like to think that you know a bit about college football and players coming through, right? So, which team <laughs> was which team was projected to select a a rod, worst nickname in sport, uh, with with their first round draft pick? Would it be Would it have been the Oakland Raiders, the Carolina Panthers, the Green Bay Packers, or the San Francisco 49ers? Oh, uh, I'll go the, the California connection. I'll go the 49ers. He's doing all right, Adam, to be fair. That's two out of two. So, that is correct. Um, how different would the NFL have looked if any one of those teams, well, not the Packers because they took him, but if any one of those three teams had taken him, the 49ers or the Panthers, Cam Newton would have been somewhere else. Uh, the Raiders wouldn't have had to have picked Derek Carr. Alex Smith may not have taken 10 years to become better than average. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows, mate? Who knows? <laughs> Green Bay's only little. How big is its population, Jan? Is it 101,000, <laughs> 253,000, or 911,000? Uh, I'm going to go with the first one. Was it, was it 101? 101, yeah. Sure. Uh, well, no, but I'll go for it. Well, he's right again. That's three out of three. So uh, it's going it's only right slightly there. bigger than Lambeau Field, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. one of those. Yeah. Okay. Now, really, if you're any any self-respecting Packers fan, the fifth question's a bit of a bit of an easy one. So, well, the fourth question's a bit of an easy one. So, to keep the quiz interesting, I'm going to go with question five, which is how many coaches have the Green Bay Packers had in their history? Twelve, fourteen, sixteen, or eighteen? Uh, that was some noise that just came out of you as well. <laughs> what was that? It just made a little <laughs> noise. Interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Never heard anything like it. Think, think, you're thinking noise. You've not heard it yet. Um, I'll go for the, uh, the first one, 12. <laughs> Adam, you're in the game. Let's go 14. That is correct. 14 championships. So back down at two as long points. As I don't have to name them. Okay, Jan. You are the inaug- you, you will be sitting at the Top Gear style leaderboard of fandom of the Long Snapper podcast. You have got two points out of five for the to go up to three to make to make that target somewhat less attainable. How many cha- how many championships have the Packers won? Nine. 10, 11, 12. Do you know, I knew you were going to ask me this. I didn't check it earlier. Furious. Of course, only some of them count because uh, the others were NFL uh, in the pre NFL merger days. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go for 11. Oh, no. Adam. Nine. No, so yeah, and you're going to stay at two points, which is. Didn't he have right. three in his defence? Yeah, but he, he, off but he lost one because you got the question right about the coaches. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. See, uh, so yeah, and you've got you've yeah, ended up with sham, you've ended up with two points. So I mean, well done. You're at the top of the leaderboard. We'll um, 
as we keep having guests, yeah. we'll keep adding adding people to it, you know. And hopefully you'll you'll be less you'll be less sort of Richard Whiteley and more who was top of the leaderboard on top gear. That fella that was quickest. So there you go, that's my quiz, Adam. I, I love I love this idea that we're going to build this up over time, and it's not going to be the Alan Partridge style new regular feature of the show that never get, gets mentioned again. <laughs> well, <laughs> how, how many did lately, how, many, how many did Jack get when he came on? I've no idea. No, we'll have to listen back. It's probably a different it's format or something. Yeah, I think I gave him more questions, but um, he didn't get his music. But no, Jan he does. Really. He didn't. So play play some music. Well, no, the music's gone now. For guests, oh, I, it's I not a music listening. situation, mate. Unless the person, well, I suppose you could get actually have some music, Jan, because because you are top of the leaderboard, and, and the only people that will get music now in this situation are people that are top of the leaderboard. So you know. the the playing field will be completely shut up as we go along. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're if you're listening to this, even after that, thank you. Um, You've probably found us on. <laughs> you've probably found us on iTunes or SoundCloud or one of the other podcatchers that are out there. And um, please leave us a review, by the way, um, if you can. No one ever bothers with this, so I think we're going to have to leave some sort of incentive. So, the next person to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever else you leave reviews, who uses anything other than iTunes anyway, um, the next person that you see from the podcast will buy you a pint. That's a promise, and that includes Dougie. Um, also, give us a follow Read on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of small print. <laughs> Pint may or may not exist. Give us a follow on Twitter at LongSnapPod. It's mostly been Game, bar, game Pass bashing recently, but sometimes we do positive stuff too um, do to we? make up our... Yeah, we've, we're 99.3% entertaining. <laughs> um, <laughs> Topical. <laughs> so, on to some... <laughs> We'll 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 move on to Game Pass. I'm sure um, there's well there's more to say about it, which is uh, more than they can say about their uptime. Uh, some talking points from Week Five. In the meantime, if anybody was fortunate enough to see some of it, um, well, Jan, starting with uh, with your team, Green Bay went into Dallas and were behind for a lot of the game, but crucially weren't behind when the clock ticked down to zero. How impressive were Green Bay? And equally, should the Cowboys be concerned about two home defeats in as many weeks? Uh, yeah, Green Bay were, were were bloody impressive, weren't they? The, um, not think it was inevitable that was always going to happen. If you give give Rogers whatever it was, ninety seconds or minute forty, whatever it was, he was always going to go down and score. Um, he can get he can go down on a lot of things in one minute and thirty seconds, can't he? Well, hey, sex banter. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was. Uh, I, I was I was loving it. It was. It, like I say, it was it was seen more that Dallas almost threw it away. If they'd have did they have a, a second and, ten and chose to throw go for the end zone, and if they, if they had just ran it again, ran the clock down another forty seconds, that would have been it. But well, speak, um, speaking of going down, should Dak Prescott have gone down before the goal line? You mentioned the, the throw on second and ten. He a couple of plays yeah, later, yeah. he was he had the ball, and uh, you know a bit like the Giants in the Super Bowl. Is there an argument to say that he? Taken a knee at the one and and punched it in again, may have changed things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elliot was um, by that point. Zeke was he was just running over everything, wasn't it? So it was a uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. It was was it Troy Aikman, wasn't it? Saying you can't 
turn down you know a touchdown you have to take it in that situation but I don't, I don't know if you'd, you'd get accused of probably overthinking it, wouldn't you, if you if you don't run it in. But, um, yeah, that, that aside, um, I, said, I thought the Packers looked good and I'd say, I don't know, probably probably the best team in the NFC at the minute. It's it's, it's not that difficult, but um, by default, they're the best team, probably. I wouldn't disagree with that. By the way, Doug, you're tapping. I assume that's you tapping away. It's pretty loud in my ears, which concerns me slightly. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> I'll tap quieter. If you're not worried, I'm not. No, no, <laughs> I'll, I'll tap quieter. Uh, so, apologies, listeners, if the sound quality has been terrible thus far for some of it. Some of it. Blame Doug, just for anything, really. Um, what did? What about the Cowboys then, Dougie? Are you? Uh, would you be concerned in their shoes? I, I, they've lost to the Packers. The Packers are a decent side, aren't they? You can't. The NFL is so competitive that you can't expect to win every home game because the opposition are always good enough to win away from home. But it will be a concern that they're they're not managing games as well as they were last year. The knock on Garrett was that he was always a little bit careless time management-wise and game plan-wise. Um, you could say that that's been the case for a succession of Dallas coaches, really. Um Wade Phillips when he was head coach was similar, but no, I wouldn't worry. It's 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 uh they've lost against the Packers. Plenty of teams are going to lose against the Packers, um, and it's not a surprise. Think- it's not a surprise that Elliot and and Prescott aren't pulling up trees like they were last year. They came out of nowhere last year. There's a, there's a season's worth of film on them now. You know they're going. It's a classic sophomore slump, if if that's what it is going on. You know, I think if. A result that's going to concern them. It would be last week against the Rams. Um, as well, yeah. as you both say, the Packers are ludicrously impressive. Um, just watch some of the highlights back again from that game today, and you, you can't argue with almost anything Aaron Rodgers did. Um, he'll beat you like the greats will um, in the head as well. Um, just And the, the clock as well. Uh, as you say, you're talking about Dallas, but um, Green Bay managed that superbly. Jan, how far do you think they will, dare I, dare I risk any jinxing, but how far are they going to go this year? Um, it's all it's all on Atlanta, isn't it, really? I mean, I don't know how many teams can challenge in the NFC. Like, with with Rodgers, they can, they can do anything, can't they, basically? He, he's, if he wants to take a game over, and I mean, it's, sometimes he looks like he's, you know, he's like, he's dancing. Do you know what I mean? He's just, he's, He's not even. There's no one anywhere near him. If he wants to run ten yards, he does. If he wants to throw it to any, he does. Um, but they seem like they've got a problem with the Falcons. Um, start of this year and obviously end of last year in the championship game. So I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on the, on the Packers to go all the way. But uh, that's just because I'm a pessimist. <laughs> if they've got to, <laughs> fair enough. If they've got to go past the Falcons, that's there's got to be an incentive to be playing them at Lambeau rather than in in Atlanta. That could make a a big difference, but it's a, a fair way down the line. Um, talking about other other teams that we like in this place that are doing particularly well, Kansas City remain the only unbeaten team at 5-0 and now, but only after a bit of a wild one at Houston. I didn't actually think the Chiefs were going to lose, but the Texans really rallied in this game. Are there any, any concerns there for the Chiefs, or is this just Houston being being really good? Are two, two legit teams, I guess. No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure 
that's right. From what I saw, the Chiefs completely dominated that game up until six minutes, seven minutes to go in the in the fourth quarter. I was amazed that I watched that whole thing and it got to when when um, Hopkins, no Fuller, wasn't it? Fuller pulled in that deep touchdown and it made it twenty three sixteen, I believe. Yeah, there was six. I'm trying to I, recall exactly how, but there were six I, points in it at one point. I just and could that not was believe closest. that they were that close because the Chiefs had so dominated the game that I thought they were thirty points up. It was incredible. Um, but the fact the fact is that the latest elite quarterback in the NFL um, <laughs> gets conservative in the red zone, holds onto the ball, and doesn't doesn't make things happen he's, he's great when he's you know def- defenses of a defenses of a passive and allowing him throwing lanes and you know he's got plenty of options but he get, when it gets all a bit condensed and close he seems to we settle for a lot of field goals and that you know we're not putting teams away it seems stupid to say it when you're five and oh but that that texans team was there to be pasted and to let them score five touchdowns I don't know that's that's a concern I I yeah I, I think a couple of them were garbage time in all honesty um yeah, they scored right at the the last last play of the game that didn't matter um but, but mate I don't care because Deshaun Watson's in three of my fantasy teams and I'm playing Craig <laughs> I'm playing Craig in my league of record this week and I went to bed thinking oh I didn't even bother staying up to watch any of the Chiefs game I just thought oh well you know um, I'm out of that fantasy game this week so I won't even bother woke up to Deshaun Watson's 40 odd points and was like right I just need Adam Thielen to beat the Vikings kicker tonight and I can uh, put two wins over Craig already this season which is you know always nice but Sorry, just diverging there into fantasy. <laughs> to, to beat a team that called their team anyone but Doug, I can't see how that would motivate. I know I beat I beat that team last week. This is in our league of record, the uh, the Wonkers to a man league. So um, same guy, same guy. Yeah. Um, something that struck me, I keep praising Alex Smith, and it's sort of annoying you, I can tell. Um, but he he seemed to make a lot of throws on third and long, like third and more than ten, especially early. Um, but, they seem to Houston seemed to stuff the run early on, which which changed a bit. Actually, Kareem Hunt got into the game a bit more as it went on. But some of those those early possessions where it was sort of like third and eleven, third and fourteen, and Smith kept making those throws, not just near the chains, but beyond the chains, and just made first downs out of tricky spots, which I I would be really encouraged by. Yeah, but the fact is we're, we're leaving ourselves a lot of third downs through conservative play calling. Which is it's the knock on Andy Reid. That's why he doesn't really work in the playoffs because defenses are too good to be converting that many third downs on. And it's a knock on the West Coast offense. Really, it's all sort of small chunks. Keep the chains moving, long drives. Keep the ball away from the opposition. When you get to it's fine in regular season when you're playing average teams, but when you get to the playoffs, it doesn't work. You know, which is why we've only beaten the Texans in the playoffs. You know, in the last hundred and thirty years, it seems. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think Kansas City have played average teams. You know, beaten the Patriots. I don't think the Texans are an average team, and the the Eagles. I think the Chargers. It's not been. They've not been five 
easy wins. I, I hear what you're saying, and um, we'll we will see. I'd be astonished if they weren't at least playing their first playoff game in Arrowhead. I heard they had quite a good start earlier. I don't know if it was. I didn't see all of the game last night, the the Houston one, but um, the last time the Chiefs turned turned the ball over, you know when it was. I'm going to go the first play against New England. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. The, yeah, the cream hunt one. I mean, it's like, I know that sort of fits in with what you said there, Doug, about how they'll be steady and consistent and all that sort of stuff now and then come playoffs, they won't win a game. But I mean, that's, that's still pretty, and they're still, I mean, like you said, they're 5-0, they've, they've played half, I reckon, and or more than half decent and they're, they're winning, you know. Hey, mate, it's, it's the hope that kills you, though, as we've already discussed. <laughs> Look, I'd trade places with either your teams quite happily right now. Anyway, um, <laughs> and another team that are four and one less, much less. Sorry, another like as if Kansas City aren't. Uh, another team that are somehow exceeding expectations. The Panthers, despite Cam's casual sexism, he seems to be <laughs> delivering on the field now. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we weren't so convinced. Um, are they heading for the playoffs as well? I don't. Their division would, you know, their division allows it, doesn't it? It does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they've Atlanta probably the the biggest opposition for them. Um, I don't think there are any easy games in that division, but you'd think it's relatively easy to win given the opposition. Yeah, and they're, they're, that that Lions team is no joke. They're they're really good. And they came yeah, back strong yeah. in that game and they held them off. But Cam seems to have just found his rhythm. I think it, all of this quarterback is just sort of finding rhythm now. Why don't they just take preseason seriously and come into the season with a rhythm? That any any team that does that comes in and will just rack off five wins straight off the bounce. You know, but I don't know, they just don't seem interested in doing it. It's like, well, We'll put up with the fact that our preseason will be week one to four, and if we get a couple of wins, if we come out of it two and two, brilliant. Like just take preseason seriously, and you might actually get, you know, if if the Browns had played Kaiser in four of the preseason games every down, who knows? He might might not have, he might not look such an absolute hollow at the moment, you know. Yeah, he might not be in the team. Well, <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe week five, as you say, is the. It's the the new week one, or um, and the first the first four weeks have been a bit random as teams find themselves out a bit. Um, but uh, Carolina's uh, defense has been like a massive surprise to me. I didn't expect that. Like, you, you know about Cam Newton, and then they've got McCaffrey, and they've got they've got weapons, you know, Olsen and whoever else. But they, I think you said it the other week, Doug. They they they've barely conceded, have they? They were sort of the low with the lowest points until last weekend or something like that. I think this this game Sunday was the most they've conceded, and yeah. you know, a lot of that was was late with Detroit rallying a bit. Um, another another four and one team, the Philadelphia Eagles. We haven't discussed them very much, but they might be certainly at the moment the best team in the N- NFC East after a pretty convincing win, okay, against the Cardinals, but a strong strong defense. I would say, are we taking the Eagles seriously? I think so, but. Carson Wentz looks a different player. He genuinely does. And 
I've noticed on Twitter a lot of people coming out and saying how stupid the Browns are for passing on him and all that. They weren't saying that last year. People were clamouring for Carson Wentz <laughs> to be given the old Spanish archer, weren't they? So every, everyone's a genius when uh, when you're comparing draft picks like Carson Wentz and who did and didn't pick him. But he looks really good and he looks composed and he's he's orchestrating things. And, you know, you, you hear a lot of what the colour guys are saying on the commentary and they're saying that he's a good good guy around the off around the dressing room and you know he's a good leader but I think the key is that the Eagles have got weapons to help him now on the outside. Alshon Jeffrey was a brilliant pickup. I can't quite understand why the Bears would have let him go, to be perfectly honest. He seems that he looks a different player. Well, he, yeah, but he, that's that, just what the Bears do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but he, he looked a good player at the Bears. I don't understand it. He was he's when Marshall and him were together, he was fantastic, and he st- and he was decent when Marshall left. And then you've got Nelson Aguilar as well, who who's actually starting to look like a NFL receiver. You've got Wendell. I know Wendell Small was out, but you've got him. You've got McGarrett Blunt. You've got um, the tight end Zach Ertz is looking fantastic and making plays. And they're they're outscoring teams, which you wouldn't have thought of last season. You know. It's night and day that offense, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's weird to see as you as you say. Some of those names haven't changed. You know, Zach Zach Ertz has been there a while. Um, they picked up Legarrette Blunt. I don't think many expected all that much from him. He's he's produced. He, he did a bit more at the weekend. Big um, gas. But big <laughs> big gas. <laughs> he had one but, of those runs. Yeah. Do you remember that run he had in, in Tampa Bay a few years back where he? He like just basically picked some bloke up with a straight arm and chokes him <laughs> and carried on running. He had one of those runs on Saturday on Sunday, which was just fantastic. I love runs like that. The Marshawn Lynch type thing where there yeah, just yeah. doesn't I matter. Think, um, it could be air, it could be a person in a way. It's it's, it's neither here nor there. Oh, Big Melv had one as well, didn't he? Um in the San Diego game where he stiff stiff armed the bloke basically into next year. <laughs> I think the bloke's still trying to get his his, his helmet still stuck in the ground. <laughs> oh, the poor Giants. Um, yeah, I mean, do we talk about a few teams with 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 some woes? What's going on with with Big Ben? Five inceptions. Even Dougie's favourite estate agent today is sending tweets out mocking the restoration of London's Big Ben and comparing it to. Big Ben Roethlisberger's performance against the Jags. I mean, no, I, I'm I, sure that tweet was funnier than you made it sound. Because if there's one thing <laughs> Neil Reynolds is good at, it's banter. <laughs> uh, it's 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 you know it's, I wasn't there. It's funny if you know him. Whatever. Um, I bet it's not funny if you know him. I bet if you know him, you wish you didn't. <laughs> I teed, teed you up a bit too easily there um, <laughs> what about poor old Mr. Mr. Roethlisberger my favourite Twitter account by the way Blake Bortles Facts uh, oh, was trolling uh, <laughs> Big Ben's he doesn't have he doesn't do Twitter himself he's got a team that do a Twitter account for him and uh, it only took one tweet from Blake Bortles Facts to, to get themselves blocked by Big Ben's Twitter <laughs> team I bet all of Big Ben's Twitter team wear bow ties as well. <laughs> Ironic bow tie wearers. Um, it's probably his. Here's stat a stat thing. for you, though. 
Uh, well, I'm actually going to ask you a question. How many yards do you think uh, the Bortles had in that game? Passing. I think it's hardly any. And the, the Jags won that game with their defense and Leonard Fournette and yeah, nothing Fournette, yeah. like Bortles. He had 8 of 14 passing for 95 yards and an interception. Yeah. As <laughs> Blake, I mean, that's, as cl- Blake- that's clown car bad, isn't it? It's like... <laughs> Antonio Brown had almost as many receptions as Bortles had passes and had 60 more yards than him. <laughs> when, well, when, you, when you get that many turnovers from one team, the stats will look a bit like that. Um, but having, having said that, um, you know, you've, the Jags defense, if, they, if they're going to create that much, um, they're going to win more than they lose despite whatever Blake Bortles does. Well, I mean, um, if, if they've got that defence and Leonard Fournette, who seems to be as good as... It, I mean, yeah, and we'll talk about it later, but he was heavily touted for almost his entire time in college, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, from from high school, virtually. You, you talk about the, the big hits from, uh, you know, Gordon and everyone else. Did you, the, the one where yesterday where, who was it for the Steelers where he basically invited him on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just smashed into him. And it was, and then I heard an interview with him earlier from somewhere from this morning. He was, he was on uh, this morning. To, it, yeah, yeah, he was on the, yeah. <laughs> What did Lorraine have to say to him? Hello, Leonard. Schofield and whoever else. <laughs> I can, all, all I can picture him now is, is him on that floating weather map and he just the whole thing. <laughs> All I can, uh, yeah, I'm picturing him being interviewed by the Bow Selector Lorraine Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what was in my head, but I wasn't Look going there. The, but <laughs> <laughs> the man, the man from the weather map, by the way, Operation Utree got him. Yeah, he was Utree. Just, just so you know, yeah, he was. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, where to go from there? Right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Leonard Fournette. <laughs> yeah, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, he, I mean he's. The, that's basically. I mean, it was a great pick by them, wasn't it, by the Jacks? Because they're. I, I don't know what's happened to Bortles. Because I'm sure Bortles wasn't this bad. Yeah, he was. No, he was. Really? Always, yeah. always this bad. Well, he uh, he, he had about ten year. minutes three years ago, didn't he? Where him and right. um, who was the receiver? They they really got it together, and they they were scoring points and touchdowns. And I think Martin won a Martin. Some guy who used to be on this podcast basically who? won a fantasy league based off the back of Bortles and um, oh, who's that receiver? Alan Robinson. Robinson, that's the fella. Um, yeah, but the guy sucks ass. <laughs> Genuinely, I mean, if, if if all you need him to do is just give the ball to Fournette, then oh well, yeah, exactly. They, they might actually do something, mightn't they? they're, yeah. they're not. Uh, and it opens up play action as well, which you know, with their outside yeah. weapons, that that can work. Have they still got Julius Thomas? Who cares? No, he's he's, he's at <laughs> Julius Thomas is at Miami. He was um, getting receptions against Tennessee yesterday. Uh, he hasn't against anybody else. I know that. Um, the the concern about playing like that is obviously not every game. You're not going to pick pick off five passes in every game. Um, I just think they're they're going to be inconsistent. They're going to win some games you wouldn't expect, like yesterday, um, but also lay some eggs um you know, they've lost to lost to the jets if you look at their results it's just complete yo-yo in, t- in terms of form just doesn't matter what they did last week next who knows um so they could be eight and eight they could win the afc south they could 
come last in the AFC South. We just we just don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, there aren't any other games that I want to talk about. Certainly, no games that took place in South Florida want to be anywhere near my lips. Um, how about you, gents? Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about the Seattle LA game. Okay, uh, specifically the running back situation. Based, I mean, this is this is a bit of self interest in in that I I started Thomas Rawls and um oh, the, the Rams guy. Come on, help me out, Gurley. Gurley. I know his name. It's just I'm going. <laughs> I'm, I'm going see now. Um, it's it's happening. More and more in recent weeks, this Dougie. It's, it's because uh, it's, I'm it's doing the rugby podcast, and there's like 800 people I need to remember for that. And then NFL teams is like 25,000 players, so you can't. <laughs> you know, I'm not a robot. But anyway, uh, Gurley. Gurley was being used in a really, a really weird manner yesterday. They they ran with um, a lot of jet sweeps and a lot of pitches. I haven't seen so many pitch toss pitches. Uh, and running outside the tackle, almost through the, the the gap between the slot receiver and the tight end, running off that sort of line. I haven't seen that so much run so much since probably the mid nineties. It was it was almost it was very weird, almost like they didn't think that the Seahawks' lateral defensive movement was going to be good enough. But it just kept getting stuffed, and then I mean it worked to an extent in that they got. Uh, who's that little? Um, oh, fuck. What is his name? <laughs> the, 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 receiver, the receiver returner guy. Yeah, Tavon Austin. Tavon yeah. Austin. So, yeah, they were using Tavon Austin on the on on a lot of runs, almost as a primary back, and Gurley just didn't get into the game. And then the Seattle running back situation, just really weird. How how far Thomas Rawls has fallen down that pecking order that um, McKissick and um, Eddie Lacy were above him quite a lot of the time, but really neither team. And I don't know if this is down to front sevens or just bad play calling or what, but neither team could get the ball moving on the ground. Um, and when you consider the caliber of backs they've got, I found that really strange. I mean, I watched the whole game and the game flow was really odd. Playing in that huge cavernous stadium, which still had the SEC markings on it from... Yeah, uh, I yeah, can't, yeah. can't think he was playing there, but um, I think USC played there, but that wouldn't have been the SEC, would it? USC on in the SEC? In a pat no, no. Anyway, um, yeah, just a really weird game and slightly concerning for the Rams and going back to our last point our last game you can see that teams that rely that heavily on a run game sometimes just come unstuck because the run game just doesn't work and that'll happen to that'll happen to the Jags Fournette won't be able to run like that every week and as such they'll they'll get stuffed I mean the Dolphins are finding it out aren't they at the moment with Ajayi He's not not doing anything on the ground, and their their whole game plan suffering because their game plan's built around Jai setting a platform. Yeah, yeah, I think the yeah uh, with the just going back to the Rams as well. I mean, they how, they could have won that, couldn't they? That last catch was it, um, Cup, Cooper Cup. Like God knows how uh, Goff didn't connect with him there because they they could have won that, and then it would have been what twenty sixteen or something like that. Such yeah. a low scoring game. Yeah. Seattle's offense is. Moribund. 
I, <laughs> God knows why I picked big Seattle to uh, to win the whole thing at the start of the year. And, yeah. and they've just got no offense. It's it's. But they do it every bum. year, mate. They do it every year because they don't give a shit about yeah. preseason. They come yeah. in undercooked, and it takes them till week eight to get going. Everybody, the Rams. Uh, who who did it last year? I think it might have. It might even have been the Rams or maybe even the Cardinals. One of them started off really hot and then Seattle just gradually reel them in as they get their rhythm. And the worry, if you're a Chiefs fan, is that the Chiefs have come in and hit the ground running and the pack's going to come back to them. If you're the Seahawks, you're thinking, well, we can only get better. Yeah, it's about what you're doing at week 16 rather than week 5. Exactly. Or ideally both, but never, you know, unless you're going to go 16-0, and 0, I also want to say how nice it was to watch a game in full and not worry about red zone because I had so many players (laughs) playing in my main fantasy league in that Seattle against LA game. I just thought, I'm not going to even bother with red zone. I'm just going to watch this. And it was just nice. It was nice actually feeling the flow of the game and and, and getting into the game. Getting into the game rather than, I mean, it's almost... um, it's almost hyperactive, isn't it? The way the red zone makes you feel. You don't ever feel like you're into a game. You can come out at the end of at the end of five hours of football or whatever, and 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 not really know what's happened except a load of touchdowns. Uh, by the way, I don't know how Scott Hansen copes with this. I I nearly wet myself yesterday watching red zone. I was like, "There's going to be a natural break at any point." It's getting half past eight, <laughs> nine o'clock. I need I need the toilet. Uh, and well, that's what that diet no, is. There's, have... there's a urinal in there. He just flops out and goes. <laughs> <laughs> just gets little, just gets little Scott out and just goes. <laughs> little Scott, Scott tweeted me back last night. Did uh, he? And, uh, yeah, Dutton said something uh, about how stylish you could put you could put that man in a trash bag and he'd be stylish. Yeah. I I replied to that and copied Scott Hansen in and said. Um, if I caught him in bed with my wife, I'd be jealous of her. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and Scott Hansen replied, "You know, you're, you're crazy, um, but we love you." Or worse to that effect. That, that reminds me of one of That's the greatest good. things I've ever heard on a TV commentary by Barry McDermott. I think it was by Barry McDermott in the Super League when he said, that, "Oh, look at that bloke there." I tell you what, if you came home and found him in bed with your wife, you'd tuck him in. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, I guess, I guess, Doug, if you were watching that game at nine PM, the the Rams Rams Seahawks game, uh, you were probably doing that by Game Pass because it wasn't the game that Sky were covering. Uh, you wouldn't have been able to watch any of the six PM games, um, which we we need to talk about again. Unfortunately, uh, we discussed it last week. As as you know, uh, there have been further problems, even worse in Week Five. Um, as as of 6 p.m. on Sunday, from as I understand, it didn't work for anybody. Um, whether you were Vernon Kay, whether you were Dougie Andrews, it didn't work. And the at least it is getting attention. Um, I would I would say there's some things that have caught my eye after Mark Simpson's work and digging and what he came back with. I think he was being fobbed off himself. Um, there's been an article in the Independent that I've seen. Um, there's been something on NBC, their website in America. Uh, Scott Hansen, who we just talked about, he's he's tweeted about it. Um, it's getting attention over there. Um, America won't be happy for whatever reason. They won't want to see us that angry about the NFL and possibly start turning off. Hopefully, something's going to be done. I don't think it's even about 
yeah, people are screaming for refunds. They should get their refunds, but it's more than that. Um, we just want to see, we want the product that we had before that worked and see some NFL, which we all love. Couldn't agree more. Um, it's been an absolute shambles. We we covered it in depth last week, but again, we'll go go th- go to it again. Mm. I think that, as I said on Twitter, the main thing that's come out of this is the fact that um, NFL fans in the UK have really upped their meme game. <laughs> Some outrageously funny memes this week. The one that Jack put on about the we've got our best guys working on it with a monkey smoking at a typewriter was brilliant. <laughs> Um, and and gen- genuinely went back to look at it three or four times. It was just brilliant. Ver- Vernon <laughs> Vernon Kay's not going to listen to this. Let's not beat around the bush. That was a poorly judged oh, oh. tweet, Vern. Poorly oh, judged. Well, he came he came back and it's a bit of humble pie, I think, on Sunday. It's reading between the lines with that, wasn't it? Um, I, I think he... He perhaps sees it differently when it didn't work for himself, which was the case yesterday. So we'll see what happens. He's he's going to have Big Al on his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in. Yeah. So so many so many things to say about that. Like you might as well have a bucket on a chair with a mouth drawn on with Tipex. You know, <laughs> than Alistair Kirkwood. Um. Nobody listens to us. We're not exactly the most popular podcast in the world. But if Alistair Kirk would phone me up and said, Dougie, I'd like to be on the long snapper, I'd say, you've got to find yourself a different pod, Al. We're not interested. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just to... trying to imagine. Yeah, do you, what do you think his AOB would be like? Go back to busking like? in Hatton Cross, Al. <laughs> uh, he'd be, he'd, he wouldn't do very well at a quiz, would he? No, because he knows fuck all about the NFL, I imagine. <laughs> big mate, Tony. Big mate. Yeah. Who, who's the all-time leading receiver rec- uh, record holder in the NFL? As Alistair Kirkwood, um, Trevor Brooking. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, trying to steer you away from this, Jan. Um, have you got Game Pass this year? I haven't. I haven't. Thank God. Um, yeah, because it cost you 140 quid, but what you decided to do instead was riddle your MacBook Pro with viruses by watching dodgy streams, right? I mean, it's completely worth it, you know, based on <laughs> based on your... You probably uh, have more success than people who bought Game Pass. Why spend 140 quid when you can ruin a perfectly good 800 quid laptop? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, I mean, funny enough, I only use that laptop uh, on every Sunday afternoon for about six hours, so it's... Uh, <laughs> It's sort, of, it's sort of paying off, but um, yeah, no, I don't. I've, I've never used Game Pass. I, I, that's an obscene amount of money for for what it is. But uh, the last few weeks, just that's, that, that sounds awful. With Vernon K aside, even though he's a big fan of it, but um, it's they, they clearly don't care, right? They're clearly not doing anything to improve it, anything to change it. They just sort of fob you off and then and then carry on. Have you, you know, ever come, the cash, have you, uh, for those who don't know, Jan sort of works in the same sort of field as me. Um, but you must have come across Delta Tray at, at, at times, right? Come across what, sorry? A Delta Tray. Graphics company. Uh, no. No? Oh, well, they, 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 oh, no, 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 never have. They do, um, they do graphics for TV as well. Um, yeah, they've had a mare. <laughs> uh, yeah, if, you, if, if you've got stock in Delta Tray, sell. Sell it hard. 
because that shit's going down. <laughs> We're going to get a, a statement, apparently. We've oh, been good, because I know promised, enough of them. promised lots of these these statements. And all the statements say we're going to have more for you in the next day or two. Yeah. Um, 5 p.m. Tuesday is apparently the the refund policy announcement change. It's it's such a... Comp- it'd be bore, boring if it wasn't so frustrating. Yeah, it's so completely redundant because, you know, basically they've, they've halved the amount of devices you're able to watch it on. They've taken away a load of functionality and the shit just doesn't work when you want it to. Um I don't I don't think I really hope that if they're gonna refund people, they're gonna refund people and not just fob you off with like a five pound NFL.com gift voucher, you know what I mean? But that's that's what I'm expecting. Is yeah. that yeah, kind of that, that's gonna happen, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And if that happens, then every single person that owns Game Pass needs to contact every other person that has Game Pass on Twitter and social media, and we just need to go to NFL UK and start flipping tables. Um, by, the, by the way, have you have you done what I did today, which is finally leave them a review? We keep bleating on about people leaving reviews That's for our podcast. That's a very good point, but <laughs> um, I reckon I bet, it probably I bet wouldn't you get past the census. <laughs> I did include the hashtag 99.3 in my review. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I love it. Uh, it's, uh, it's gone, game Pass has gone from an AOV subject to uh, the prime time spot on this pod now. It's become that, that's, that's how it is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to spoil our AOV by sticking it in there anymore. That's, that's it. A <laughs> um, couple of other bits of news. Uh, a bit of drugging news for the podcast. Uh, yeah. Um, so Mark, Mark, unfortunately isn't here, but uh, the Miami offensive line coach, uh, Chris Forster, has anyone seen this? Just straight um, up on the bugle, not just... even giving a shit, not one <laughs> fuck given, just no. racking him up and, and, and just snorting it down and not giving a shit. Wasn't, he, been... wasn't he, he was playing away as well, right? He was with another woman. Is that, is that yeah. the story? Raping, drugging, infidelity. <laughs> He's um, ticked all the boxes, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he has. I mean, we should get him on. The guy just must not yep. like being employed. <laughs> let's let's get him on next week. He's probably available. Yeah, just, um, just well, I mean, I, I I guess he's robbing houses right now to pay for his habit. So he may be, he may be. Um, and another another terrible terrible item that I saw was uh, the Peyton Manning statue, which wouldn't be noteworthy if it wasn't for the fact that. The lifelikeness of this statue was so pathetic. Negligible. You know, it's like the like the you remember the Michael Jackson one at Fulham <laughs> that they stuck up. It looks Cristiano Ronaldo one. Yeah, and Ronaldo it, it's one, just like <laughs> and you've invited the guy there. He's he threw a touchdown pass to Reggie Wayne in the stadium before their before their game. Um, hopefully they did that so he wouldn't see the statue yeah. that they put up outside. I mean, how can you get it so wrong? Like. 90% of his head is covered in a helmet. You still get it wrong. <laughs> the forehead is not big enough. Uh, the I think they got the number right, at least, to be to be fair. Um, anything else noteworthy? Anyone wants to bring? Or should we move on? Let's move, move on, on, mate. Move on. It's uh, time for a our... reason. <laughs> 
to get out of here as quickly as possible. Yeah. A, a or B, yeah, surely. <laughs> um, before we get to that, um, our world-famous one-take, one-sentence previews. Now, some shows will devote an entire podcast to previewing the week's games. We are much lazier than this. Uh, so one sentence on each is all you're going to get. In fact, we're so lazy that I imagine the backing track will be the same as last week. Yep, 100%. Excellent. You ready? Yep. Chicago at Baltimore. Baltimore can go 4-2 and two if they win this one, which they very easily could. 4-2. and two. Cleveland at Houston. No thanks. Green Bay at Minnesota. Can the Vikings stop Aaron Rodgers? Because nobody else can right now. Detroit at New Orleans. Detroit need to bounce back. The Saints' poorest D will help. Miami at Atlanta. After JC and the Sunshine Band barely limped to victory against Matt Castle, what are they going to be like against Matt Ryan in his own house? New England at New York Jets. A huge top-of-the-table clash. A real six-pointer <laughs> this early in the season. San Francisco at Washington. It's the Shanahan Bowl, but I can't see the Cars' latest team have enough to trouble Washington. Tampa Bay at Arizona. Has a team ever missed a player as much as Arizona missed DJ? Ali Rams at Jacksonville. Genuinely have no idea whether either of these teams are legit and probably still won't know after this game. My gut feeling is that the Rams are closer. Pittsburgh at Kansas City. A classic banana skin game for the Chiefs. Expect 900 big Ben yards in a loss. LA Chargers at Oakland. All of a sudden, this game doesn't look anything like as tasty as we thought it would. The Raiders need Derek Carr back soon, and the Chargers need to move back to San Diego. New York Giants at Denver. Giants without OBJ, ground game, or hope. A nailed-on W for the G-Men. Indianapolis at Tennessee. Marcus, please, please, please be back. Please. Andrew, please don't be. Nice, mate. And there uh, we go. Jacobi, One take as usual. Jacoby Brissett, though, looking good. Yeah, he did actually. He's he's quite exciting. I like yeah. him. He's yeah. I can see also... an Andrew Luck trade. <laughs> Get a first round pick. Funny enough, a guy behind me in the queue for Wembley the other day was a Colts fan who was telling me that that he reckoned it was nailed on that the the Colts were going to trade Andrew Luck to the Broncos. So that's where they ship their old knackered quarterbacks, obviously, um, for a host of picks. And as crazy as it sounded, I actually thought about it a bit and could believe that it's actually see that happening but that's where you get most of your um well-sourced nfl stories in the queue for for wembley yeah <laughs> queue for a 20 quid pie <laughs> it was a long queue and a not a very big pie um now it's time for this big ben bill benedict prescott fat rob defensive players are idiots So, fantasy, a quick a quick update on our Long Snapper podcast league. At uh, the time of recording, we don't know if there'll be any unbeaten teams left, uh, but technically only the Welsh only the Welsh Patriots can be, um, if Rudolph can outscore Trubisky, that is. Um, as far as the Long Snappers go, though, it's me flying the flag, pretty much. Um, although you've done a bit better, Dougie. Well, I, what game are you watching, mate? Say a bit better. <laughs> I need I need one point from Adam Thielen to get a win, and that's without starting a defense because for some reason I didn't start a defense. It's a good tactic, generally. Yeah, well, I, I would have been no better or worse off in my league of record this week because I started the Raiders, who scored no points. 
Um, As we, we chatted about this, I did that in another league last week and had to pick up Washington in Monday uh, Monday night, which is just almost the walk of shame going to um, select a defence on Monday and picking it up. You know that everyone's going to see what you've I, done. I once did that in another league where the guy I was playing, um, I think his kicker got cut that week on, on the... Something happened to his kicker on Sunday, so he didn't have a kicker, and there was only one kicker left on the waiver wire that hadn't played. So I picked him up, knowing that he couldn't yeah. play him. Won the game. Uh, that's that's good. Anyway, <laughs> I need I need one point to uh, to win. Yeah, against, it's not going to take uh, you four and one though, is it? Against Jack, actually. So Jack, how do you like them apples? Oh, poor Jack. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to soften the blow of everything he's just been no, he's having a dealt bad with. <laughs> the weekend, a bad week. Um, well, actually, just talking of talking of Jack, um, he's he's got to be thinking of as a Giants fan um, whether they're going to scam for Sam, uh, which brings brings us on to on to you, Jan. Um, who? Well, anyone in in dynasty or keeper leagues who are doing as badly as the Giants are going to be looking ahead to who they're going to be picking up next year. Um, so hopefully you're going to tell us who, who they're going to be other than Mr. Darnold. Um, my college football knowledge is not great. Fill us in. <laughs> um, I, everything you read in here at the minute is, is suggests that Darnold might not even declare next year, um, oh, okay. which, which would, would completely scupper a lot of teams, wouldn't it? Um, I, I don't know if you were him, I don't know why you would. I mean, going to uh, uni at USC has got to be the greatest three, four, five years of your yeah, life, he isn't must it? Be getting so much tail, man. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he at then, the Combine last year, though? Wasn't there a... Ch- I got that wrong. Didn't he... I mean, he's like... I'm not, I don't know the answer to that, sorry. I'm not, I'm not sure if he was there last year, but... I think he may have been there between... as one of the guys that throws balls to the guys that are throwing balls as like the dummy snapper, okay. if you know what I mean. Uh, okay. Um, he, he's like week to week. You know, he's suddenly the next big thing, and everyone should should take him number one. And then suddenly, I, I saw one when, when I was reading it earlier on that he's he's dropped to now perspective thirty one, the thirty first pick, and he's and just the Steelers might pick him up at the end. And it's like, I mean, it, it's you know the, the uh, NFL's a bit of a reactionary. You know, people overreact every Monday, but college is is even worse for that. But um. I mean, Donald is is obviously good. I, I actually watched the San Diego Giants game just because I had a, a personal bet with a friend. I mean, that was that was hilarious to watch. But you're sort of thinking, could San Diego go for him? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the California connection. It's you know they they need something to try and bring the fans back or whatever. Um, Josh Rosen for UCLA is is also highly thought of. He's the, the I heard a. A college expert the other day saying that he's actually he's more accurate than Donald. He's he's more well rounded. He's basically NFL ready compared to Donald. And I'm not I'm not sure. I, you guys could tell me better about where Donald would fit in. I don't know who would be would be taking him. Who'd move up possibly to get him? Who you know? Who well, what what kind of QB pitch. is he? Is he a pocket passer? Is he an option pass quarterback? Is he a run first guy? Does he play under center? Does he play in the shotgun? He's, yeah, I mean he's not he's not mobile. Definitely he's he's a he's a part. Okay. He's he's is he an Andrew Luck like or is he a Cam Newton? Horrendous comparison, but I guess he's a bit like Brady. Okay. He, yeah, yeah, he's, 
he's going to be a look and a move, but he's you know he's that he's a he's a leader, he's a cool head, he's accurate, he's all the things that you'd want basically. But I'm not sure if you'd. Uh, I mean, who, who's who's going to beat them? I guess it could be Cleveland. He well, well Cleveland, not. New York, San Francisco. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. New York. Like... I'm not sure about New York. I mean, maybe if if New York end up there, maybe they look to trade, trade away. Are you Manning. talking about the Giants or the Jets? I assume you're talking about the Giants. The Giants, yeah. So yeah, maybe they, yeah. the Jets are already out of the race for the number one pick. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, they're three and two. Stupid they, they Jets. Can't even do what are you way? doing? Oh, no. they do? oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're three and two. Number one pick is going to be one, maybe two wins. So they're out of it. But I could see maybe, maybe you get him at the Giants and you sit him for a couple of years in a sort of a Rodgers um, Favre situation. The 49ers yeah, exactly. would be a good, sort of... the 49ers would be a good landing spot for any quarterback coming out with that with Shanahan there. That'd be a good place to land if you're a if you're a rookie QB. They were smart this year not to go after a quarterback, the 49ers, yeah. with without doubt. Well they'd take Watson now, knowing what they know, wouldn't they? Again, it's that hindsight thing, isn't it? Um yeah, so, is it, so it's it's basically Rosen. Uh, I'm going to consult my notes for a second because I've actually made notes. I've prepared. I'm prepared for this. Um, <laughs> it's I say Rose, Rosen is the one that everyone. Um, if it's going to be between him and Donald, both Rosen's UCLA, Donald's USC. So they sort of they've got this West Coast miss about them. Um, if in terms of quarterbacks, I'd say there's a guy called Mason Rudolph um, who's for Oklahoma State. Um, he's He's brilliant. He's as accurate as he, as they get. He's like, like their 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 offense is just electrifying. They've got some good receivers. So Mason Rudolph would be would be who who I would look at if you're if you're trying to get you know a, a QB who's ready straight away. Um, the other one would be is a guy called Jake Browning who plays for Washington. Um, Washington are sort of creeping up the uh, the seedings at the minute, uh, going from like. Sort of tenth and now sixth, they they might get in the the final four in, in the in the playoff games. But um, it, what you said about Donald is right. It's it's he's perfect if you're willing to sit him for a couple of years, if you're willing to to be patient and and basically not ruin him because that's what a lot of them get, isn't it? They get they get they come out of college and they're the next big thing, and then they go to Cleveland and well, it's happened you know, to Kaiser. Bench, bench, it's happened. It's happened to any number of Cleveland quarterbacks, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Are you still, are you still saying that uh, Cleveland are going to be? Uh, what was your no, I still maintain that? it, mate. They like, I still maintain it. They've they've got the picks and they've got the assets to be able to. I mean, yes, this the Kaiser thing hasn't gone well, obviously. But if you're telling me that you'd rather be, would you rather be in Cleveland's position, the Jets' position, or the 49ers' position right now? You're going to want to be in the Browns' position, and and it only takes one decent draft. Look at the Cowboys. With those draft picks, they could pick four players, and all of a sudden they're the best offense in the in the league. You could have an, an Aikman Smith, an Aikman Smith and um, Irving combination picked out, and all of a sudden they're off. You're not going to stop them. Yeah, they've got the assets yeah. on defense. Miles Garrett came in and looked great. So, yeah, he did. He looked good. Um, they just need a couple of corners. Want, do you want non QBs as well? Yeah, yeah. Of, you... Running backs, man. That's what everyone wants in fantasy. That th- this situation is fantasy. Yeah. So. Dynasty, yeah, you want, that's you want that's the where backs. the uh, that's where the, I mean they said they kept saying last year how the uh, the QB class wasn't very good. It turns out it probably was okay with Watson and 
than whoever else. But um, running backs, uh, there's a guy called, I don't know how you say his first name, Saquon, Saquon, Saquon Barkley, the Penn He's State. The Penn State. I watched the Penn State game this week, actually. He looks and all right, but he, he didn't rubbish, play much, right? though. He didn't play much. Yeah. He was, um, he basically had one run, one sort of long run, which, you know, broke, went sort of 50, 60 yards. And then and that, that was the sort of, that was what everyone came for. That was the, the how they were trying to sell it. But he's, he's phenomenal. He had a, this sort of breakout game end of last season against USC, against Arnold's USC. Um, he was brilliant in that. He was brilliant the week before against uh, Wisconsin, which was their sort of big regional matchup. Um, he's, he's phenomenal. He can he kick returns as well. He's tiny. He's like five eleven, but he's just got his. He's like he moves so quickly. He can he can catch as well as run. So he he's sort of like I don't know who you're comparing to. I guess like a Dalvin Cook type. Oh, watch out! <laughs> so when Craig gets yeah. Craig's just joining us for AOB. Um, was there anyone else other than Barkley though? Yeah. Um, there's sort of there's a there's a few that could do. There's a guy uh, CJ Fuller at Clemson. Clemson are like mm. uh, number one, number two in the country. So he's he's going to be a like, good pedigree. Um, you've also got there's a guy from Miami as well. Name uh, Mark Mark Walton from Miami. Who's he's not as sort of explosive and as electric, but he's the sort of one. He's a bit like a I don't know a Darren Sproles type. You know, someone to pick him up and then suddenly fit him into an offense and he just he just work you know he, he does all kinds of you know kick returns and does you know any sort of short plays long plays he's, he's a bit of a you know jack of all trades he might not work but he's one of them that you might get to see him picked up and then suddenly he just sets the world alive yeah some receivers i mean the last sort of sorry adam i'm sort of hijacking your hosting that's all right that's <laughs> the um the wide receivers that have been coming out recently seem to be like monsters, don't they? These really weird sort of freaks of nature receivers that have come out in the last sort of four years. Where where are we looking at? Where are we looking um, at? Yeah, sort of fits in nicely on, on that point. It's basically um, Mike Williams understudy at Clemson, and I, I mean Mike Williams, I would have said would have been phenomenal till he got till he got injured at, um, at the Chargers. So I'd say stick around for him. But then this year, uh, a guy called Dion Kane. Is is the same sort of build and the same, the same you know the same sort of prototype as, as Williams was last year. Dion Kane's he's just like you say a monster. He's the sort of person that you can throw a ball up and he'll just come down with it against anybody. You know he's, he's admittedly it's going to be sometimes against you know smaller cornerbacks in college or smaller safeties even. But um, Dion Kane would be the one if you want a sort of physical specimen. Um, the other one is a guy called uh, Dante Pettis uh, for Washington. So Pettis has been links up with Jake Brown in the Washington quarterback, um, and Pettis is just uh, he's just rapid. He, I know they're going to be they're all going to be uh, speedsters, but he's he's lightning. He's the sort of the one where you know you've got a deep threat in every in every every play pretty much. So I'd say Pettis is the is the one if you want speed rather than size. Um, the other one going back as well, just the running backs. There's, uh, I hate to say, he's an LSU player, but yeah, it's the same as uh, same as, as where Fournette came from. Is a guy called Darius Grice. Um, had a, a quite a game at the weekend against Florida, but he's a running back who's basically used as a as a receiver most of the time. Um, he'd be another one to look out for as well. A lot of them, they all seem to be small. The running backs, whereas the, the receivers are massive, and a you know, a, a dominating cornerbacks. The, the running backs seem to be small, but I guess running backs. What's the trend now? They they come in, they have you know a good three or four years, and then they 
you know, they sort of burn out out of the league, don't they? But they that seems to be the, the, the model now that they, they get them in, they're small, they can catch on every play, run now and again. McCaffrey's an example of that. So, yeah, Darius Christ would be the, the third one because he's a, listed as a running back, but he's almost like a receiver, basically. I know, I know that Doug loves a slash player. <laughs> yeah. A j- jack of all trades. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel, Jan? I'd be interested to see what you think of the crop of players that we're seeing this year's rookie class, basically. Um, so how, how that compares with um, their reputations coming out of college. Um, you know, Kareem Hunt's an obvious name that sticks out for me as some, somebody who wasn't being talked about and now is just setting the NFL alight. Um, other players in that category, equally the, equally the opposite. What's your take on what's going um, on now? Yeah, I mean, Hunt, Hunt's a, a, a strange one just because, I mean, he's, you know, he's unheard of last year. He's sort of... I, I, I don't even know what pick he was in the draft. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but I think he was a second um, rounder. Was he? So it's, 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 it's. I mean, they're the ones that are going to work, aren't they? The ones that are not in the limelight. You know, they're not with all this expectation and all the all the sort of uh, you know overhyped stuff. Um, the ones I would have said that would have been a, a success this year. The three would have been Dalvin Cook, number one, um, coming out. Of, uh, he was out of Florida State. And obviously, I mean, I'm I'm doing about picking ones that are getting injured, but he would have been the one. <laughs> it's not, the not one really his fault. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, he was he's could just do everything. Um, the sort of one that, that is a coach's dream, you know, good attitude, uh, NFL ready, and and sort of seem, if he, even if he gets you know smashed and knocked down, he's back up the next play and ready to go again. Um, same with McCaffrey. McCaffrey's another one where I like the. Uh, the little shovel pass that Cam did to him at the weekend, and if if you saw it, the one where it was a, it must have been a, a five yard pass or whatever. And it, if you've got Cam Newton in the form he was in at the weekend, then with McCaffrey, that's that's quite scary. And he seems like he's been quite quiet so far, but I guess Carolina haven't exactly been ticking yet. But McCaffrey would be another one. He's um, going to get better, man. I like McCaffrey. Yeah. He's going to get better. Yeah, yeah. he's he uh, he some points this weekend. Yeah. One. yeah, um the the the, the dead sir out of all of them is Fournette. Because I mean he was just like like I said earlier on, he was he was tipped in high school to be a you know a a machine. He's he's just an absolute man mountain. And then I mean I, I don't know how the Jags like you said earlier on, the Jags are so unpredictable week to week, but Fournette's a sort of one where like they did the weekend, they can give him the ball every single time. He might only get three yards of carry, you know, rather than four or five or anything bigger. But he's, he's going to carry it, you know, 6,000 times a game, isn't it? Just because Bortles is that bad. But it's, he's going to be, uh, fantasy-wise especially, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's just, he seems like he's, he was, you know, destined for the NFL about 10 years ago. But he's, so he, he's uh, another one. And then the other one, of course, is, is Watson, Deshaun Watson. I, like we've said, it's, it's easy with hindsight. Um, you can say now I can't believe you know Cleveland passed on him. I can't believe what was he was he twelfth pick in the end. Um, so however many teams passed on him, and then obviously Houston moved up to get him. I I would have put my house on him being good. He's he played in two national championships. If I, if I owned a house, now it's obviously um, <laughs> played played in uh, two two national championship games and won one, lost one, but was brilliant in both against Alabama as well Alabama's defence is as close to the NFL as you're going to get in college um, so I just cannot believe I, I, I'm surprised at how quickly he's taken to it 
surprised at how quickly uh, O'Brien uh, started him. I mean, I can't believe O'Brien can look him in, you know, look, keep a straight face and actually say he was going to sort of, you know, try and bed him in and then suddenly play him. But what, I mean, Watson was, he's, he's not a mobile quarterback. He's not like an RG3 type that might get injured, might get hit out of the game. He's, he's a pocket passer and he's, He's, he's got legs too, though. Wow. He, he he's not like has. he can't run. Yeah, he's no, very similar to I mean, Alex Smith first... in that regard, isn't he? <laughs> no, ge- no, genuinely, he's, he's a guy that can use his legs if he needs to, but also has pocket presence and the ability to step up in the pocket and make actual NFL throws. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess I guess the, the legs are the last resort, aren't they? Like, like Rogers last night, so only if you have to, and then, then you can give a quick eight or 10 or 12 yards or whatever for a first down. But that, I mean, Watson's first touchdown, uh, I forget who it was against now, was, was unbelievable. I mean, he's, he had that and then he had the New England performance the week later, then the five touchdowns. And then you see him doing stuff like giving his game check to the, you know, the canteen ladies or whatever. He's, he's I mean, he's an absolute star. I can't believe more people weren't in on him to begin with. Cause like I say, it's not as if he came from nowhere. He, he was, he finished second and then he, he won the championship last year. He should have won the Heisman, but it's a sort of strange system how, how the voting works. But yeah, I'd say surprised. I don't know how Houston will be now without JJ Watt, but I think they'd yeah, be I'd less con- less concerned now. He's bedded in than they they would have been. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's What's obviously sort of, a massive loss, but you know, yeah, they've got an offense now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got. The, I mean, they've. Uh, it was the, the the click was that they were sort of. You know, just needed a quarterback, didn't they, to, to plug into it, and then they might actually go somewhere. And and they've stumbled upon him. I, they, I can understand not starting him, but to, to not start him and then bring him in so quickly, but it seems to have worked. I mean, he's, he's phenomenal. I, I don't know how he'll obviously have some setbacks this season, and then, like you say, he might have his, his second season slump. But yeah, for now, he's uh, he just seems like he's he's going places. It's amazing what a game against the Titans can do for somebody. Uh, can get any any anybody's career moving along nicely. Um, yeah, that probably just about does us for fantasy. I reckon um, we're running now, very Craig's late. I've got to point out. Craig, <laughs> how confident were you at the end of the nine o'clock games last night? I, I have, right, so I haven't actually looked at the fantasy yet. So when Wait. I look, when I looked this morning, I was up. Am I not up anymore? No. Well, basically, when uh, at the end of the nine o'clock games yesterday, you had a forty-five point advantage. Oh, did oh well, then Watson went off and scored yeah, forty so now points. It's, okay. it's it's your kicker against Adam Thielen, and you've got a one uh, less than a point. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I haven't looked. All right, it oh, won't that's... surprise you to know how bullish Dougie is about his chances. Just. Just in case you need a bit what, of fire. A up. kicker against his receiver. I, I reckon he's all right. Oh, well, that is that's annoying. <laughs> that's annoying. Deshaun Watson's going to score forty-five points. Well, I've been. I still I've hardly. I've, I've watched one game. I've actually. You know what? I didn't even realise that. Um, I was. I was halfway through sacking off. Um, the Houston game because I had so many other games to catch up on. When it was because. Uh, I think Kansas was sound like twenty seven something up and Houston didn't look great. And then I came into the group, that's when I messaged today just to say that I'm just trying to catch up. And then I think I checked the scores and saw I didn't see the result, but I saw he scored forty points and I thought, What? This game <laughs> this game obviously turns up at some point. Shit. 
and then I, because I, I've tried to look at the scores a little bit without seeing results. Annoying. Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, st- st- I'm going to need Thielen to at least score a touchdown because your kicker's going to get minimum. He's going to get, it, sh- it should have opportunities. That was the, the aim. But I, I mean, I, I, I heard my pelters last week, so I'm, uh, I'm a bit. I, 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 I'm. I'm. I'm hoping. I do. I do want to take this one in the uh, in our league of record, Doug. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> it's been difficult for me to keep up, but I've, I've stayed settled. I've, I, I'm gonna. I'm a. I'm a trust the process type of guy. And uh, the, in in our in our long snap pods, it's re- Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Any everyone in the world, if you drafted them, you are. Probably in a bit of a pickle at the minute, and well, they need to they week. need to do something in a minute. Week. You've broken your yeah, in in that in that long in the long snap pub. But the legal record ticking along. Just got a one or two pickups, maybe maybe a trade two weeks or so. Yep. Fuck forty points. This your, I haven't even seen the game. Is he that <laughs> it's good? just sinking in. That it's like so what watching a man <laughs> crumble in front I've of you. I've literally gone to bed and thought, oh well, I've lost this week. On to, we're on to Cincinnati. Oh. <laughs> and I watched the whole cat. I watched the whole Carolina game, and Cam was brilliant. And McCaffrey got in the end zone, and uh, they. I had a few picks, and I was like, "Ah, oh, do you know what? This is all right. This is nice." And then uh, now, not so nice. Let's go, kickers. That'd be nice to beat Dougie on kickers. I'll tell you that much. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, fantasy. Well, it's going to make you watch Monday Night Football, which is worth it in itself. I guess. Yeah, worst game for Monday Night Football though, but whatevs. Cool, let's get out of here. And the tens of listeners who are out there. Are you in? I won a league based on taking Adrian Peterson in like round six. Man like me! (laughs) (laughs) Finally, the best bit of the show. And if we started with this each week, we'd never talk about any NFL, any other business. (laughs) Uh, Jan, do you want to kick us off? I mean, this is the bit I've been uh, most nervous about. Just let me let me tell you that this is you, you've got to bring a, a good AOB to the party, haven't you? Um, <laughs> no, you don't. By yeah, the way, you don't, exactly. Yeah, you, <laughs> you really have, don't. Just have to be angry. That's all you have to do. Um, yeah, basically, it's, it's, it's a risky one. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk very quickly about about toilets, public toilets. When if you ever use a public toilet, obviously you don't want to, but you know, you, you, wherever you're wondering in, where uh, this is going. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know it's a risky it's one. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. But I was just you can go to the gym. You get to I'm, I'm a lot on airport in airports and on planes, and you come out and you just think, it, how how has a human done like anything? So, like, not even like there's just tissue paper all over the walls. You know I mean? like, <laughs> like, I'm not even. I'm, I haven't got to the actual toilet yet. You just like there's a. Someone's gone in there and just thought, I'm just going to absolutely fuck this place up for two or three minutes. And, they, and then come out all sophisticated and just be like, oh, yeah, three, now you can go in. You know, it's just... <laughs> I'd give it five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's horrendous. You, you want to you sort of have the, the balls to call them back. You know, if it's on a, say if it's on a plane, it happens a lot. You, you, someone comes out and walks up the aisle and you want to go, I'm sorry. You know what always gets if me? turbulence is that bad. That's there you what go. sticks that gets all the shit everywhere, quite literally. What always <laughs> gets me in them public toilets is if you have to use it and you hear one guy 
just unapologetically going at it, like all sorts of squints and sounds. And I'm thinking, come on, mate, like have some dignity. But then I, a special a special shout out to the guy waiting to go in and follows him as he comes. <laughs> like, dude, yeah. wait, don't go in any yeah. other one. If ever I've got to let loose in a public loo, I always wait for the hand dryer to go on before I squeeze out. <laughs> <laughs> just to mask it. Top, top tip. <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's that outrageous and I mean at the very least lift the seat up that's yeah. begging people that's it there you go <laughs> uh, I think that couldn't be better that's exactly what <laughs> that's exactly what we want from AOB uh, who wants to go next yeah I'll go um, I just want to talk about Twitter quickly and I just want to pose a question to you guys like what so you know I'm I, I can be pretty acerbic at times and um, I find it on Twitter. I find it quite Breaking hard. News. I find it quite hard to know where the line is because obviously the line is different for everyone. So obviously with the Vernon K stuff, I was quite <laughs> careful not to go too far. But you still thought I went too far, Adam? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. So my line is a different place to your line. We're- I guess. So you are say. you cool yeah. with me calling Donald Trump um, a retarded orange, a retarded orange twat? Is that too Absolutely. far? Absolutely. No, 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 that's not far so enough. So it's okay to call the president depends, of the United... So Adam, it's okay for me to call the president of the United States a retarded orange twat, but I can't yes. call Vernon K names. Uh, yeah, that's how I see the world. Okay. Pretty, pretty cool. I just wanted to check. I, so... Yeah. That, the problem with social media is there is no line and I'd just like to know where it is. Or do you just go full bore and just worry about it later? You know, but when you tweet from the Long Snapper podcast... <laughs> account, Wor- worry about doing? it later. Yeah. However, I don't think it's a big deal, man. Vernon's a big boy. It's no big deal. Whatever. It's hard to tell sometimes. Well, what you're not going to get with Trump is a reply, you would think. Uh, but it's hard to tell... Trump is also a foul on. Right. <laughs> that does make a difference. It does. It, it's you, what you never quite know with Twitter is how somebody's taken something, whether it's been taken with a pinch of salt, with a sense of humour, whether it's meant as sarcastic, whether it's been received as sarcastic. Sometimes it's not quite clear. I think that was one of those. So yeah, I'm never unnecessarily vicious, except to Trump and Pence. I called. I think I called Pence something today. Um, maybe a cock wallet or something like that. But um, <laughs> yeah. If you're sensitive, come off social media, innit? Listen, yeah. as long as it's not, That's if it's not point. your mum and it's not your kids, it's cool. No, like no race, no gender, whatever. Mum and kids. Otherwise, don't be sensitive. Block him, innit? If it was the worst, he'll block him. He won't chat to him again. It's no big deal, man. He didn't, no, it weren't his mum, it weren't his kids. No big deal. I've been calling see, Donald Trump a penis the... for about a month now and he hasn't blocked me yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be blocked by the President of the United States. And yet, if you have the Blake Bortles Facts Twitter account, you only have to mention five interceptions once and Big Ben's just, <laughs> just blocked you immediately. Please don't see that, boy. Um, Come on, Az, let's get through see... this. Let's beat the hour and a half. <laughs> no. Uh, did you see uh, on the Cam Newton thing that um, after all the sexist comments that someone went through the... This is just... This is a 
sort of the best and the worst of social media. Someone went through the reporter's tweets and found one from about five years ago where she joked about her father making some racist comments. And so it's like, right, go back at her with, oh, well, actually, you're a racist. Yeah. Um, and you just That whole situation you needs its own that, podcast, but... mate, because if you've played football yes. in Carolina since the age of nine or whatever Cam Newton is, it probably is funny to have a girl talking to you about Roots because it's probably never happened. Facts. I agree. Whatever. That's women's lib all over us now. So we've got the president. Women's <laughs> uh, shit. Craig, let Craig, me do it and get more positive. <laughs> yeah. um, so obviously I've not been here for a few weeks. Um, shout Lazy. out to the boys. Shout out to, <laughs> I was about to say shout out to the boys holding it down, but I've, I've heard my pelters. Fuck y'all. I'm coming back. I'm coming back for all of you at some point, but I'm not going to talk about that right now. Um, I've not been here because... Uh, there's a hurricane in Dominica called Hurricane Maria. And you won't have really heard about it if you didn't know about it, um, which is a shame, but it fucked up the country, like completely battered it. I'm talking, if you had a house there, you probably don't have a roof anymore. And my mum was out there at the time, so it was a scary time for me as a family. We didn't hear from her for five days and a lot of people were in a lot worse situation than ours. Thankfully, my mum was able to get off the island on like the Sunday, seven days after it. We're talking there's no food, no water. Like proper crazy shit. Like um, my mum was fortunate didn't have to use public toilets. Yeah, well, <laughs> right, we, we were way past that. Um, yeah. But thankfully, she got off the island. Whatever, um, she's safe. Home. We're very lucky. Um, but there's a lot of people who didn't who didn't have that luxury and are still, you know, in remote parts of the island. It's a very mountainous country. Once a beautiful green country, just decimated. So like. If you don't know about it, look up it, like keep it in your mind because it won't be picked up in mainstream media. Like 72,000 people live there. Like it's not a lot, but there's still 72,000 people. There's still people. Um, but anyway, I say that to say this, I was going to get married there. Um, and obviously we can't get married there anymore. So we had to make a change and I'm now getting married in St. Lucia. So I'm probably not going to be here consistently for the next two weeks anyway. But what I do want to say is, I planned a fucking wedding in a week and a half. That's going on my CV. Boys, do you know <laughs> what goes into planning a fucking wedding? And imagine planning it internationally. I planned a wedding in the Caribbean in a week and a half. I, I'm, I'm, I've na- and I've nailed it. Staying in amazing villas, uh, getting married on a boat, a fucking boat. Uh, and a pretty cool chef is going to cook for the reception. So... On Thursday, Still I'm going to be out invite, of this. Though, yeah? yeah, well, uh, St. <laughs> Lucia. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> so, yeah. I've, I, I had three days in Cancun for a wedding this year. And anyway, I don't know what you're banging on about. I got married in I got married in Lake Tahoe and it took an hour and a half to organise. So, uh, you know. You didn't do anything, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you did nothing. <laughs> this, this debate's with the long dress pod. <laughs> anyway shout out to all the uh, people who are still managed to make their plans come to the wedding and a lot of people still support the podcast who uh, are coming to the wedding so I know you'll hear this um, yeah I get to go on holiday on Thursday and I get married so pretty cool all joking aside Craig really glad your your mum's okay and yep, here, here. while, while it's going to take a while for that island to recover mm. um, they're hopefully well, hopefully you can do all, all you can to to get the word out and and help them help them get better. And your wedding's going to go ahead, uh, which is indeed 
and wishing you all the best for that. And nice one. Hearing about that soon, I hope. Cheers, boys. Uh, I, I, do you know what? I had a bit of an AOB, but I think we should end it there. My AOB. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's and, my AOB. And the tidal wave of relief washes <laughs> over the UK. <laughs> I was going to talk about, well, spoiler alert, I was going to talk about dogs. Thanks, thanks, gents. Uh, thanks for popping on, Craig. Thanks, Jan. Um, it's been good. Uh, thanks, yeah, cheers. thanks everyone thanks for listening. Much. And don't, don't forget to leave a review. Do it, do it. Earn that beer. We'll be back next week. Cheers. Safe, boys. Bye.